Welcome to part two of our episode, The Insurance Puzzle, Understanding Different Types of Insurance Coverage for Various Emergencies. In part one, we explored the intricacies of insurance and the psychological aspects of risk with Sumit Ramani, an insurance expert. Additionally, I shared Rahul Navekar's journey, underlying the essential role insurance plays in mitigating unexpected uncertainties. If you missed these insightful discussions in part one, I encourage you to catch up. I'll be here when you're ready. Now, in part two, our journey continues as I delve deeper into the realm of insurance with Sumit. My aim is to provide you with practical, real-world insights into different types of insurance, dissecting their finer details. Our first stop in this exploration is life insurance. So life insurance is essentially required to cover two risks, right? Risk of dying earlier and risk of living longer. So risk of dying earlier is essentially covered by term insurance, uh, which is fairly standard common product. Term insurance is like renting life coverage. You pay for a set period, and if something unexpected happens during that time, your loved ones get a cash cushion, no strings attached. It's the straightforward, budget-friendly option for those who want their family's future secured, without the frills, fuss, or lifelong commitment of other insurance plans. It's the pure protection for the here and now. No cash value or financial magic tricks included. Just remember to set the term wisely and you'll be the clever conductor of your financial symphony, ensuring your family stays in tune even when you're not around. So term insurance mitigates the risk of premature death. Yet it's important to acknowledge that we also face another risk, the risk of outliving our financial resources. The risk of living longer has entails two risks inherently. One is you don't know how long you're going to live, so that and you would want to have a corpus which ensures that the corpus takes care of you for the time you are in still alive around and there's an inherent risk there right so let's say if you had invested in an asset for let's say 10 20 30 years duration which is essentially saying buying a government bond for 30 years long duration but what if you live for 40 years so at the end of the 30th year you still have to, you run a reinvestment risk now because you don't know what the interest rate would look like uh, 30 years down the line. And this is where insurance comes in uh, to your rescue. So there's something called NVT products, which essentially ensures that you get an income stream for rest of your lifetime. And this stream is guaranteed, uh, either the fixed amount or it increases at a fixed, um, fixed rate for rest of your lifetime. So that's where the insurance covers the risk of living longer. So apart from these two, there are also other products that exist in a life insurance setting. And these products are would broadly form in the category of endowment products. And endowment product would essentially mean that there would be a majority benefit. And in endowment products, there are three broad categories. One is called non-participating endowment product. Second is participating endowment product. Third is unit-linked insurance products. So non-participating endowment products are the products wherein the maturity benefit is guaranteed on day zero. So you can actually calculate IRR on day zero because the premiums are guaranteed, the maturity benefit is guaranteed. There could also be survival benefits or money backs coming in during the policy term, but those are also guaranteed. So you know when you're going to pay and when what you're going to receive at what time. Those are non-participating products. They're also participating products uh, and they are called participating because in, indirectly also participate in the profitability of the insurance companies. So depending upon how uh, the non-participating pool performs, 
your uh, payouts would, would have some impact. So if, uh, and it's impacted by uh, investment returns, it's impacted by the mortality experience, it's impacted by expense experience, it's impacted by the lapse experience. So if the experience varies from what insurance companies had originally estimated or expected, the divergence would impact your payout. So those are participating products and would have some element of uh, uncertainty, but there's also upside uh, in there. The third type of uh, endowment products are unit uh, insurance plans, wherein a large part of your premium is invested in the type of assets that you want. It could be a debt fund, it could be equity fund, it could be a combination of two. So essentially, then your payout is a function of how the fund performed and very limited part of it is really guaranteed. So if you think about it, the three endowment products that we discussed, non-participating product has highest guarantee, unit-linked products have lowest guarantees and participating falls somewhere in between. While when I'm saying guarantee, it could be good or bad depending upon how you want to look at. Some people prefer guarantee, some people prefer risk and reward would want to get rewarded for it. This provides a concise overview of the life insurance landscape. The next consideration is, how do we determine the policy that best suits our needs? So uh, when we're talking about life insurance products, I, I think it's, it's a good idea to focus on term insurance here because that's essentially the key protection product that we are looking at. The endowment products, if you wish to buy, you could choose uh, your sum assured or the maturity benefit is a function of the amount of premium that you pay, right? And it then boils down to how much you could pay. But talking about term insurance, it's a, it's a good idea to start with how much do you need, which is essentially the cover for your family. So uh, if you look at it from a top level, the idea of term insurance is to ensure that the lifestyle of your family is taken care of, whether you're around or not, right? So, and the lifestyle could mean uh, their regular expenses. It could also mean covering any outstanding loans that you might have, which is house, home loan or car loans. And third, uh, if you had imagined or planned for savings, kids, education, kids, marriage, those goals should also be met through your cover. So simply put, your term insurance or size of your term insurance should be some of all the future expenses. Uh, there's a nuance of discounting and, and stuff, but let's assume that some of all future expenses plus any outstanding loans, plus uh, any amount of money that you would have needed for meeting your financial goals. And maybe you could offset it by uh, some of the assets which are fungible, which you could utilize for covering some of these outlays, right? That is expenses, outstanding loans, or uh, financial goals. So that essentially becomes your size of your cover. But it's important to realize that these things are dynamic, right? Every component that we talked about are dynamic and not static in nature. So what you get to know uh, when you do this calculation is what is the term insurance that you need now? But it's a good idea to continue to review them every year, year or so to be sure that you are reasonably covered throughout uh, your lifetime. Life insurance is like your financial guardian angel. It's the ultimate what if policy ensuring that if life throws a curveball and you can't be there to catch it, your loved ones won't get hit in the wallet. Think of it as a love letter written in dollars, promising to take care of those you leave behind. Because when it comes to the grand performance of life, you want to make sure that the show goes on, even after your final act. So while it might not be as flashy as a superhero cape, life insurance is your way of being a hero in real life, securing your legacy and your family's future in one fell swoop. 
Now, let's talk about its cousin, the health insurance. Health insurance is your VIP ticket, shielding you from the high notes of medical bills and giving you access to the best healthcare acts. So there are five types of risks that we run as individual. One is hospitalization because of uh, regular conditions like dengue, malaria, or any other sickness. The second is uh, getting critically ill, that is cancer or heart diseases or heart attack and leading to hospitalization. The third is disability, which is losing our limbs or eyes. The fourth is loss in income because of uh, some of the medical conditions which are which do not fall in this category, like the example of surgeon that we discussed. And fifth is basically expenses towards elderly family members who do not need hospitalization but would need medical aid for the rest of their lifetimes. So these are the five health risks that we all run. In India, there are products for first three, that is hospitalization, uh, critical illness, and disability. So maybe we could focus on first three. The important thing to realize uh, in case of, uh, and I think the most complicated in terms of jargons is medical insurance, which is the comprehensive health insurance plan as uh, one would know it. Uh, some of the jargons that become relevant here are room rent limit, which essentially is the single most important factor in your health insurance plan and decides how much proportion of your claim would be paid off. So let's take an example. Let's say if your room rent limit is, let's say, 5,000 per day, which is the room that you would get hospitalized in. And uh, it turns out that and 5,000 5, is the limit, but you actually get hospitalized in a room which is a limit which wherein the daily room rent is 10,000. For some reasons, it essentially means that every part of your claims get reduced to 50%. Because you stayed in a room that is, has double the rent of your room rent limit. Which means that every expenses that hospital incurred, which would eventually become the claim amount, would be reduced to 50%. So when you're buying health insurance, it's important to have a very high room rent limit or buy a product which has no room rent limit. So that at least that small technicality doesn't result in a huge shock or surprise at a later point in time. The other jargons uh, from a health insurance setting is co-pays, wherein, which essentially means that if there's a claim, uh, let's say 20% also comes from your pocket and 80% is paid by the insurer. The reason why you have it is to ensure that the interests of uh, insurance and insur insurance company and insurer are aligned. When you pay from your pocket, the, you feel the pinch, right? And you'll ensure that you're not spending on something that is not relevant. And it also then brings down the premium to some extent. The third important jargon is sublimits, which means that while let's say your overall cover could be 10 lakhs, but there could be limits on the cover for some of the diseases, right? So for example, if insurer is trying to cover a risk, which was, is they are not very sure of. And recently they started co covering modern treatment methods like oral chemotherapy or bronchial thermoplasty. Since insurer is still also trying to understand what the risk looks like, they would put a sum limit so that they, the risk is capped, right? The other jargon is uh, third-party administrator, which means that, which essentially is a link between you, hospital, and the insurance company. So in case of uh, uh, a situation when one is hospitalized, you work very closely with third-party administrator who then works with the insurer and hospitals to ensure that you have the right approvals and the process could begin. Health insurance is like having a super suit for life's unexpected battles against medical bills. 
However, selecting the right plan can be complex. This is where a financial advisor comes in, providing you personalized guidance to choose the ideal insurance that aligns with your needs, budgets, and long-term goals, making it a wise choice to secure your financial future. And if you want a financial advisor at your fingertips, then check out One Finance's search engine. It's the go-to resource for demystifying financial products, helping you make informed decisions with ease and confidence. It is India's first-of-its-kind comprehensive platform that provides clear, unbiased information on various products, including life and health insurance. You can evaluate your current products or search for new ones. The platform offers absolute and relative product evaluations with a One Finance score and category rank. Top products are featured as well. It's your one-stop for informed financial decisions. Now, let me ask you a few questions. Have you ever wondered if you're adequately protected against life's uncertainties beyond just life and health insurance? Have you fully explored the vast landscape of financial security that could safeguard your wealth, assets, and dreams in unexpected ways? Have you fully explored the vast landscape of financial security that could safeguard your wealth, assets, and dreams in unexpected ways? And are you aware of the psychological factors that silently shape your financial decisions, especially when it comes to insurance? In part three of this episode, I delve deep into these mysteries, continuing my conversation with Sumit. Additionally, I explore the emotional factors that have a strong influence over our insurance decisions, guided by the expertise of Victor Riccardi, a seasoned behavioral finance expert. Join me on the other side, where all the revelations await. Investment in securities market are subject to market risks. Read all related documents carefully before investing. The securities quoted are for illustration only and are not recommendatory.